Did they want anything for it or just? No, no, no. Well, I think they're moving out. Um, and I think rather than just pack it, they thought just give it, give it away. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. It's crazy. I have fed their cat a fair few times and they've gone on holiday, so maybe it's a thank you. I don't know. Uh, possibly. What? Yeah. What? I've looked after other people's children and I don't get them any snacks. I mean, what? gentlemen welcome to the very first official episode of the finger guns podcast the podcast where we all get together and talk about nerdy things primarily video games because that's what we do joining me on the podcast is mr greg hicks evening mr sean davies yeah me dogs and for the first time ever the one and only mr paul cullett hello how are we all we all right not bad cool yeah no. good <laughs> Good. I'm just waiting for uh, waiting for Sean to talk in his really deep husky voice. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, seems to have come back to normal now, so we'll, oh. we'll see how it goes. Oh, he ruined it for us. Sorry about that. Sean's got a bit of a husky uh, voice this week, so just uh, bear that in mind. If you get a bit turned on during the podcast listening, it's because of Sean. He does oh take donations. <laughs> <laughs> Is it this turned into a cam girl podcast already? This is this is amazing. It's going to be like a really really sexy uh, ASMR video. ASMR video, isn't it? It's just Sean going, "Hi, hey, Skyrim, <laughs> Zelda, <laughs> Nintendo sixty four. I'm so hot right now. Moist. Oh, <laughs> hi everybody. Welcome. To the MFC podcast. <laughs> it's going to be good times for all. Um, if you have listened to our pilot episode, firstly, thank you very much uh, for listening. You can get it on Mixcloud, you can get it on Spotify, and you can get it on iTunes, which is very cool. Um, completely, completely for free. And if you want to give it a listen, that would be great. If you have done already, thank you very much indeed. This is That was kind of a pilot episode. This is our first official episode. It will be known, known as episode one. There you go. It's very exciting. And we're going to start, like we did last week, with what we've been playing. So I'm going to crack it over to Mr. Sean Davies first. Sean, what have you been playing since we last spoke last Sunday? Um, so I've been playing Generation Zero, um, which I know all of us have been. been so yes. um, I'm not sure if I want to throw that over to Greg, um, who, who will be officially reviewing the game. Um, but my, my general impression of the game so far is it's pretty good. And no, I can't say anything more than that because of non-disclosure agreements, embargoes, etc. But yeah, I'm impressed. Anyone else got any impressions on Generation Zero that well, they want to? Can't include? really say. Like you say, you can't really say much. But no, it's 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 getting a positive from me. I haven't played a lot of it yet, but it's it's good. I didn't like it. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> when was the last time you enjoyed a game, Paul? Paul when was the last time? Colette. Oh, I don't know. It was a long time ago. Yeah, was that Watch Dogs? Watch Dogs 2, probably, yeah. No, probably Watch Dogs 2, yeah. That was the last game I really probably enjoyed, yeah. Wow. Uh, that, was like, that, was, that was like three and a half years ago now. I know. I know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit upset by games at the moment. I don't know why. I'm in a funk. I need to unfunk myself. So, yeah. what, what have you been playing this week, then, that hasn't been bringing you down? 
Well, Division Two, I just bought my been playing. Um, and even that's getting me down. <laughs> oh, so depressing. Um, I actually really wanted to play Anthem, but it just, I just can't get a game on it. It's broken as fuck. So uh, it's Division Two at the moment. Hey, first swear. Woo! We said, didn't we, last week? It wasn't going to yeah. take that long this week. No, it took you about 20 minutes last week to make the first <laughs> one, but we've been on for about 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can always count on me for a good swear. Um, I've also been uh, playing Generation Zero. I've been playing it over the weekend. I should stress the embargo for impressions and reviews. Uh, there isn't one. It's only for video content. So we can talk about it if we want to. Okay. Um, and also, by the time this podcast goes out, the, the embargo for video will be gone anyway. So uh, that's not a huge deal. Um, I am finding it quite a slow burn at the moment. Um, I was excited about it. The whole the 80s aesthetic that it's in is really cool and i love the music the music and, is um, good the, yes. the 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 enemies are tough as balls and uh they will they will get you down quite quickly but uh yeah it's a kind of a slow burn and it's a massive open world with very little going on inside it which is a little just dis- a little Worrying. disappointing yeah. i think and um i think the um the overall feel i get from it right now is that i'm i, f- I feel like i'm leading up to something but that leading up to something is taking a long time, mm. and it's 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 not uh it's not filling me with a lot of confidence. I'm one of those, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm one of those people that's like, if a game can't if a game can't grab me in like the first hour, then I'm gonna probably knob it off because there's so many other things to play. But um yeah, I'm I'm willing to stick with it because I want to know what's after this, and I feel like it's going to be quite exciting. But in the initial kind of leading up to it. Um, I don't know if anyone else feels the same way, but I feel like it's yeah, I'm, it's I'm taking its sweet time. I was so bored, just wandering around the forest, going, "Where am I going?" The the, the map doesn't really help, and uh, I don't know. It's like a to me, it feels like a, a really bad version of Horizon at the moment. Um, it's got like the kind of same kind of uh, mechanics, but without the actual gameplay elements. And it's just I just find it a bit of a non-event right now. Um, yeah, but it looks. I, I've pretty been gorgeous. enjoying it. I, you know, I, I, I'm going to be the anti the, the anti Paul. I'm going to say, uh, I'll be honest with you. Like the, at the start, I was a bit confused as to what you do because it is not the game I was expecting it to be. I was really expecting it to be some kind of arena shooter with like four player, like Left 4 Dead style. Yeah, totally. Um, the, like the defined levels, but actually, it feels a lot like a, a normal mod, um, rather than like a game designed with purpose and it feels very survivally and i guess playing on my own um has been so like even when things aren't happening i'm like on the end of my seat trying because like the enemies can take you down quickly like those robots can kick your ass really oh, yeah, quickly the first, the first one really yeah. having it into me and i just realized i was gonna uh, not run away from that so, so like, even when I'm, like, walking through the forest and nothing is going on, the music, and then, like, if there's a... The sound, the sound design in this game is freaking amazing. Because, like, if a wind yeah. comes through trees, like, you can hear the wind coming through trees. And you can see the leaves going in that direction, too. And it is, like, okay, freeze, just take a second. Um, and, like, like, make sure that you're not going to get set upon. Because, like, because of that roguelike element that sends you back to your last safe house... Um, I, I have been constantly tense. I guess the fact that you can just keep reviving does take a bit out of it. But I've been so like 
on the end of my seat the entire time playing it, which is, you know, anti-pull. That's fine. Which is, that's very strange because um, all the time I'm walking through the forest and yes, I'm, in, you know, it looks amazing, the sand's amazing, but I'm bored of just walking. You know, there's no, um, as far as I've got so far, there's no kind of vehicle transportation, so it just takes ever and ever to walk and it's just like, ah. It's like the division, there's no cars in division, but that's, that, there's, I don't know, it's, it just seems like you can get from A to B a lot faster. But this one, you just walk in and walk in and walk in. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's two different uh, perspectives right there. Well, I made it up to um, I made it up to the bunker, the first bunker. I don't know if you've got that far or reached that far yet. Um, and it was kind of funny because I got into the bunker and there was this little robot, like kind of spider robot that came up and attacked me and uh, knocked me down. And then I respawned back up the uh the farm which was miles away um and then had to go all the way back and then when i got to the bunker again there wasn't any enemies in there so it was it was kind of strange so i know for sure that i didn't i didn't beat it and so i wasn't entirely sure what was happening there and i walked around the whole bunker and there was no enemies um but there was when on my first attempt there was and i don't know it was kind of weird I don't know if that was purposeful. I don't know if they're if, if they just spawn, if it's uh, procedural. But that was uh, kind of a weird moment. Don't you think uh, that the enemies like, have like overly sensitive uh, cones of vision? I mean, I mean, part of the game you come up to the, I think it's a church, and it says don't always have to go in guns blazing, save bullets, do a bit stealthy. Whereas, like I was saying, in Horizon, you cannot hide in longer grass and you're hidden from the machines, etc. But there's nowhere to hide. There's no hiding mechanic. So, you know, I don't know how you can be stealthy because their cone of vision is really big. So, yeah. so no matter where you are, really, they always kind of spot you and then that's it. They will kind of gang up and you're game over. Back to the bloody yeah. safe airs. I mean, <sighs> the enemies are super smart and they're super tough. And I found they're the best... controlled by some kind of AI type. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, you know, they 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 will if they if they sniff you out, they will come and get you. Oh yeah. And so my tactic for some of the time was just to run away. <laughs> yep. And just to try and to try and sort of like get as much distance away from them as as possible to good. If I knew that I was low on ammo or low on health, you know, I was like, well, I need to get to the safe house, but I need this robot army to oh, leave me alone. Um, so yeah, there was just lots of running involved, and um, you know, it's the game is tense and it's eventful. It's just I just want a bit more of it, I guess, and I wanted to to have a bit more life in it. Is there, uh, Greg? What do you think so far? Um, kind of I, like open end. I haven't really played it to be honest. I know it sounds pretty slack on my part, but I, <laughs> I, I've is this the guy it, that's I've, reviewing the game. Um, yeah, um, I haven't really got an <laughs> excuse, really excuse for that. I've been playing Sekiro, so oh yeah, that game. Yeah, that that yeah. game that I really really have been looking forward to it. and it is delivering um it's incredible it's really hard not to try and think of it as a bloodborne dark souls game is they it's really hard not to think like oh well in bloodborne i can do this because it's not one of those games um yeah but it's fun it's if anything because from software made uh two of the tenchu games one really good one one terrible one i'll let you work out which um it's a spiritual successor to those, really. Um, the world, the world in it is incredible, and the combat is very Soulsian. Um, it's just, it's difficult, but it's a fun kind of difficult. I know it sounds like a really weird juxtaposition, but I'm having fun with it. And when it finally did turn up yesterday, I've been, 
sort of rinsing that for a few hours. Is it is it an open world game? I can't remember. No, it's it's um again it's like uh like I'm making the comparison as I just wasn't going to make, but it's like Dark Souls and Bloodborne. It's all semi-linear. Um, it doesn't give you checkpoints and say right go over there. You are free to explore, but you can only go in one general direction. Oh, okay. It's not it's not an open world as such. It's just like an open area, semi semi open linear hub. But you can um unlock shrines and fast travel between the two and then back to your uh, your starting point where you can um upgrade things a bit like tomb raider uh what the new ones yeah yeah, yeah i suppose it is yeah yeah i suppose it does play like that yeah um so i've been having fun with that uh still grinding away at trials which is uh fun not um, <laughs> it is fun when you can actually unlock levels but having to grind as i said last week having to grind levels up experience levels to unlock tracks that you've already got enough gold medals on so yeah i've kind of fallen into a trials trap and playing that a lot nice so i will get right in generation zero so it's uh so it's not like dark souls or bloodborne but it but it's like dark souls and bloodborne yeah it's hard cool. To cool. Have that. That'd be nice. you know i wouldn't be i wouldn't be a reviewer if i wasn't a hypocrite but um it's no it's i'm, I'm it's just glad we have play... it on the record no, it's fine. It's it's hard like not to compare those games to it because it is that lineage of games from from software. But yeah, sure. It's you've got to treat it as its own game because like the combat, for example, I'm used to Bloodborne style where you like Dark Souls is hanging back and timing things with parries. Bloodborne is trying to like get that advantage with your gun for stunning things and then smashing combos out. But uh, Sekiro works on a more sort of poise based thing. There is health bars, but it's it doesn't take a lot to kill someone. It's a bit like um, Bushido Blade, if you ever played that on the old PlayStation. Hmm. Anyone ever? Oh. Yes. I'm, sorry, yes. I'm, I'm throwing back an old reference, but you know that was like one-hit kill battles, wasn't it? Yeah. It's kind um, of like that with um, Sekiro. Like you, you wait and you can you can guard, but if you time it right, you can parry and then get like instant death blow. Or it only takes like, a couple of attacks to knock someone's uh, poise away, and then you takes one or two shots to kill them. So it's more that kind of nuanced combat where the honor of samurai and shinobi and all that you are countering or you can just jump up onto a rooftop hide for a bit and jump up and stab someone in the neck nice that sounds, uh, that so sounds um, more, more it, tactical it's more good. my kind of tactic yeah um <laughs> screw you boys i'm just gonna stab you in the neck <laughs> yeah <laughs> some, some of the uh, some of the stronger enemies have uh, like a death blow counter uh, not not a counter to your death but i mean like a a, a numerical counter above their head like two marks for example and you can jump like say you stealth kill someone you can take one of those marks off and then you have to fight them sort of standing or you can walk in and then fight them standing and take off to their marks so you can if you if you do enjoy stealth you can get the upper hand by diving on them and taking off half their life in one go i saw that in your little uh, tweet video i think you put it on the tweet video I, oh yeah i did put a little clip on uh yeah on i saw that on. yeah that, that was that um Fun story. That battle took me about fucking twelve attempts. <laughs> <laughs> right, because he's quite a tough character, and um, the the it's got a very weird mechanic in uh, Sekiro. I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's a thing called Dragon Rock, and the more you die, and because you can resurrect a certain amount of times on the battlefield, but every time you resurrect, uh, this Dragon Rock takes more hold on people, and they start getting really ill, and then if you oh. if they get too ill then it can lock sort of certain pathways and progression with them and such like that. Wow, okay. So you can, it's a bit of a cool. weird uh, 
dichotomy because you can die and then resurrect a carry on the battle so you don't lose your experience and your money but then you do realize that somewhere you're really making someone's day a lot worse <laughs> so yeah that's good it's a good mechanic uh, it does encourage you to not die as much that does remind me of uh what's it called superman returns because because where superman didn't have an energy bar because he's superman the, the city had the energy bar so okay if he's really bad at being superman and the city starts to sort of die so oh, that's pretty good interesting have you just said that the superman returns game was pretty good it's right you're gonna get lynched <laughs> well, it wasn't terrible. I mean, hey man, it was better. It was better, it it was was better than Superman 64. 64. I knew you were going to yes. say that because I was just about to say that as well. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, of all the Superman games have ever come out, that's probably arguably the best one. Um, yeah. Or Superman. Yeah. Oh when, you, when you're picking a turd from a group of turds, then yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that is the prime turd. Oh god, Rocksteady, what are you working on? Make it happen. Mm, yes, and that will be interesting. Um, Make it more Imagine. like make it more like Arkham City, not like Arkham Knight. Wow! Make it more like Superman Returns, not Superman sixty four. Yeah, according to Paul, there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, one more in uh, what we've been playing. I've been playing The Messenger, and oh my! Oh yes, I completely forgot that this week. Yeah. Oh my freaking god! This game is awesome. Um, what, I... what, 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 what is The Messenger? I've never heard of this one before. Well, I'm glad you asked, Paul. Uh, yes. uh, the messenger, <laughs> messenger is a eight slash sixteen bit two um, D platformer um, where you play as a ninja, tearing Ooh. it from one side of the screen to the other in very very cool ways. I mean, the, the, the game's been out forever on different platforms, so you know, I'm not going to go too deep into it. But it's just so good. The the mechanics are so good. The visuals are so good. The music is great. The 8-bit, 16-bit Switch is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in gaming. I think it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm having such a blast with it. Even Jackie's enjoying watching me play it. It's one of those classic kind of um, indie 2D platformers, but it really, really rocks. It's awesome, and I highly, highly recommend it. You have literally just sold it to me. Is it? I'm, look, I'm looking on the store now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is... It is. It is difficult. Yeah, it's not easy by any means. It's uh, very old school in that sense. Okay, so it's 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 on the same wavelength as uh, Shovel Knight, that kind of thing. That's kind of Shovel Knight. Yeah, um, Shovel Knight. right down to the difficulty kind of thing. Yeah, it's a bit. Uh, it's easier than Celeste. Right. At, at the moment, anyway. Um, it's great. You know, you play through all these levels, taking down similar enemies, trying to work up puzzles, and then there's a great big old boss at the end, and it's just, it's just really fun, and it looks great, and. Uh, it's like fifteen pounds. I highly recommend it. Okay, oh, yeah, we, we talked about Celeste last week, didn't we, and how difficult it was. And... Celeste is a pain in the ass, but it's also good, great, and uh, one that's been on my Switch on constant rotation for the past year or so. So, um, speaking of Switch and difficult games, uh, Cuphead. Yes. Cuphead coming to Switch. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All we'll right. get to that. We'll get to that. Sorry. Well, Cuphead. We have a system here, man. Okay, all right, all right, all right. this this may not sound like it's. I would thought I would make plan through, but it's you know. Well, well can, I, can I can I shifty in a thing about sixteen bit and say I'm also currently playing the SNES Mini because my neighbour kindly gave it to me today, so I love them both turbits. So that's I doubt they're listening, but thank you very much. Very kind. There you go. How is the SNES Mini in six words? Highly sexual. Air uh, two. There you go. Seven. 
That was seven. No, sorry, I'll let it go. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> We're idiots, but you can't count to six. <laughs> I said, two words. I said, have it in two words, as in at the end of it. You don't carry on counting. Don't be a div, man. <laughs> you have it in two words, and then you proceeded to say seven. <laughs> I'll fuck a math. <laughs> Uh, right, okay, I think that I think that covers everything we've been playing uh, this week. Um, coming up next, Sean is going to test our gaming knowledge with... Uh, is, is there a title for this quiz? Um, the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge! That'll do. <laughs> uh, yes! That was beautiful! Oh, I'm so excited now. I wasn't before, but I am now. I've, I've forgotten what I called. What, what was it called? Finger Guns Trivia Challenge, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Finger Girls Trivia Challenge with Sean Davey! Da, 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 da. Yeah, Dale Winter. Yeah! Sponsored by Renault Kia. Renault Kia? I don't know. Um, so, yes. Um, way, way, way back when, when we were doing PS Gamer, we used to do the occasional quiz, and um, I thought I would put together some questions for our first official Finger Guns um podcast there are 10 questions P- please feel free to play along at home get some paper um or just memorize the answers because um you know they aren't that difficult but um i've had to come up with reasonably easy questions for this group of neanderthals so um <laughs> <laughs> so um well <laughs> there we go I see. Um, so there are 10 questions um and yeah, if you do play along, let us know if, if this is if you're listening to this on a, a platform that lets you know, uh, lets us know by comments or whatever. Um, let us know how you get on, um, and if anything surprises you, because some of these are really cool. So shall I start? Are you guys ready? Have you got paper and a pen and stuff? Yes, let's do this. I have a I have a laptop. Oh, even better. There you go then. Nice. Got okay, then. Note. Yeah. That'll do, because you aren't going to be able to answer any of these, Paul, so that should be just fine. Exactly. <laughs> I can just doodle. It'll be great. <laughs> um, uh, but again, apologies. I've got like laryngitis, so if I if I turn into Barry White halfway through a question, I'll just repeat it. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so question one. What is Sonic the Hedgehog's favourite food? Oh, come on, man. Uh, I know that oh, one. Yeah, shit. yeah, starting easy. I don't yes. know that one. What? Sonic Balls. Oh, God. Okay, it's gonna be so, so write it down, um, and then at the end of the podcast, we'll get to the answer to the questions. But question one was, what is Sonic the Hedgehog's favorite food? Paul, quick, message Lexus. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, it, it. Okay, question two. Name all three of the st- starter Pokemon from the original red or blue versions of the Game Boy game. Fuck me. Name all three of the starter Pokemon from the original red or blue versions of the Game Boy game. I'm going to write down the three Pokemon that I've heard of. <laughs> I have never, ever, ever played a Pokemon game, so on oh, You guys are absolute charlatans. You're, you're frauds. You've run a gaming <laughs> website. I never played Pokemon. Uh, it was after yeah, my time. I don't, well, I don't play Pokemon, but I don't, even I know that one. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's God, I'm, I'm, write, I'm writing for a bunch of posers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm guessing we've got something like box, tin can, 
as long as you've got three answers, it doesn't matter. Okay. I think, uh, um, I think, I think I'm got one, maybe. Cool. Well, that, that's right. more one more than I thought you'd get. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> so, question three: Name two of the Disney worlds that Sora and company journey to in the original Kingdom Hearts game. Ooh, the original. Yeah. Original. So I will take either the name of the place or the film that they are from. Oh man, I've only played it recently as well. Yeah, I know. That's uh, why I picked this question. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so name two of the Disney worlds that Sora and the company and and company journey to in the original Kingdom Hearts game. And there are. Do you know what? I've already played oh. two of them, so I'm just like, which? Which? They're basically which the same. Different? I know, I know. I know you repeat some of them. I'm just like, which, which one's in the first game and not the second, or vice versa? I, I will even take the two that you don't play in, but also are in uh, cutscenes. So, Alright, right, don't push it. Alright, yeah, fair uh, enough. <laughs> right, question four. What was the name of the dog companion in Far Cry 5? Oh! I know this one! What? Oh, come on, Paul, you know this. What was the name of the dog companion in Far Cry 5? Yeah, I sold it after about the first five minutes, didn't I? Uh, Jeff. Um, he was a very good boy. <laughs> He's uh, a very good boy. I don't, I'm, I, I don't want to look online and cheat. I want to do this honestly, but... God, even I can't remember. Hold on. Was it, was it like a really common name for a dog? No. Mm. <laughs> well, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I found his uh, I found his grave as well in New Dawn. It was very sad. Yeah, bad times. It's 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 obvious. Spoiler. Let's move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> question five: What is the name of the player character in Grand Theft Auto Four? Ooh, I know cousin. that one. And no, I will not accept cousin. I will not <laughs> accept cousin. Cousin, you want to come to play bowling with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go bowling. I call it the most inopportune moments, but it's what I do. <laughs> I'm French. I'm sorry for any uh, for any Russians listening. <laughs> oh my god, terribly That's offensive. You thought that before now. The entire of Europe was just offended there, buddy. I'll be honest. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> we'll be out of you soon. <laughs> okay, everyone got an answer. Everyone hey! got an answer. Revoke Article Fifty. Go on, yeah. Don't okay. Political. <laughs> um, question six. Which famous actor starred in a 1982 TV advert for the Pitfall video game? Oh, I know this I know, one. I know this one. <laughs> Paul, silence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was working out how to type really quietly on his laptop. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm trying to figure out who's a pen. <laughs> hey, leave him alone. Leave Paul alone. He's very tenacious. I was laughing with him. I was laughing at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, question seven. Name the four ghosts in Pac-Man. Oh, you son of a bitch, asshole, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. I only wrote the question. <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, I know I know one off my heart because I've got a, one of those light-up LED lights with him. Um... Like, oh, two, of, two, of them, two of them are like a given... Um, two of them are not. Oh, I know one got a really daft, like, normal name. I've got to make up some names, I think. 
That's wise. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Pretty much what Namco did, I think. <laughs> okay, question eight. Who provides the voice for Duke Nukem? Ooh. Ooh, I know Ooh. Good question. I know Another one, one I don't know. Hiding, <laughs> hiding, uh, <laughs> it's that eight break now, Paul. I have eight, yeah. It's great. Oh, it's have, the small caveat on that, he also does the voice of Big the Cat in um, Sonic Adventure 2. Wow. Yeah. That, is, that is range. Right there. That is range. And he is also Froggy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Okay. I don't know who it is. I almost told you who it was. <laughs> right. Um, question nine. What was Mario officially called in his first ever video oh, game appearance on, in 1981's Donkey Kong? Oh, Club. please. Pac-Man. I run a website, don't you know? <laughs> I know all these. Yes, we should do all these. We really shouldn't we? <laughs> I can't wait for the for the Paul edited version where at the end of the <laughs> podcast we do like a answers and Paul's yes yes I know the answer for this <laughs> yes and then yes, 15 seconds of silence and okay Paul won cool <laughs> <laughs> okay last question um, which fictional sport features in Final Fantasy X oh come on I've got to make them easy okay Oh, I know this one. I know the sport, but I can't think of what it's called. Hmm. <laughs> blitz, your, blitz your brain, Paul. Come on. Oh. Um, what's it called? Oh, I know it's... any bigger clue. <laughs> I'm on a real ball here. Um... <laughs> oh, I don't get it. I have no idea. Oh, I know this one anyway. I started oh, I know many it. hours. I sunk many, many hours into it, and then went, "What is? What have I been doing this for?" Got, I've got this. I've got this. Okay. Well, that's all ten questions. Me. Thank you very much for playing. Me. What, one out of ten. Yes. Uh, right. Cheers, Sean. That was fun. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Nice. I think I've done relatively not terrible. I think I've got most of them. Um... I think I've lost. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you anything I'm good at? Oh, sorry. Worries me. Worries me. Ah. I'll tell you what, we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about something now that you uh, that you had do have an opinion on from this week. Go on. Um, something. Uh, the big thing we talked about last week was, of course, uh, Google's conference. Um, and we we're talking about what the hell they were going to reveal um, after making such a big deal out of their announcement. Turns out they revealed Stadia, a game streaming service which they're going to place on every Google Chrome device you could possibly imagine. Streaming games directly to you through the power of your very, very low fidelity internet. <laughs> and it should be rather interesting to see how this plays out across the world. Um, it's due sometime this year, and uh, it's going to rely on a pretty hefty internet connection. There's a big old article about it up on fingerguns.net if you'd like to uh, give it a read. It's pretty good, if I do say so myself. So, um, I guess um, the, uh, this is kind of like the, the aftermath of, um, of the, uh, the event. Um, who should I go to first? Paul, what do you think of Stadia? And do you think uh, something like that will take off? Do you think you're going to jump into it and see what it's all about? Hmm. Well, I, uh, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it all does depend on internet speeds. Um, and the ironic thing is, as I was watching the Google presentation, my internet started cutting in and out. 
Um, so he's going <laughs> to if he's going to the irony uh, was just like you know it's unbelievable. So if it's going to like work, it's, it needs to you know have decent internet speeds. But if it does work, then it is definitely a game changer because. Um, you know that, that demo they showed where you can just like watching a uh, trade on YouTube and you can just click play it and then it loads up. Um, I mean that's just unbelievable. And then you can just take it on your phone or take it to your TV. Um, you know the concept is you know it's just it's just unbelievable. But I just can't see it working not for a good while yet though because internet speeds and the pricing is going to be an issue as well. Um, and as you as you kind of pointed out in your article you know uh, you don't own anything um and it's just all just a bit it's all a bit kind of up in the air right now and i know it was just a, a launch announcement but they need to go into a few more details before i can get excited i'm still more excited about the ps5 than i am about uh the stadia however if the stadia can stream vr games to your mobile device and you can then slot that in a google cardboard or something similar for like 15 quid uh, then you've got yourself like a high-end VR headset, which I think is uh, kind of genius because it'd be wireless. And down, downside of the PSVR, of course, is on wires and cables and everything you get tangled up and strangled in. So um, it has potential. It has some potential, but I, I don't think it's going to really kind of do anything uh, to dent anyone's pockets from Sony and maybe Microsoft are dead already. But um, I, think, I think it's going to take a few years yet to... Okay, so you think it's, you think it's the, the announcement's still a bit too early? We're still not quite there yet? No, I think the announcement's probably about the right time just to let people know this is what's coming, but to launch it this year, I think, yeah, maybe a bit too soon, but we shall see. I haven't even thought about uh, VR in uh, Stadia, actually, because, yeah, you're right, if that if it does work, I mean, that is that is massive. It is huge. If you get your, your Stadia joypad, you've got a cardboard headset, and you've got a wireless VR headset for what, 60, 70 quid. Um, and it's playing AAA stuff and not just your Android stuff. So it's uh, that's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Um, and people might actually get some use out of their daydream headsets they bought, but no one's ever used. <laughs> there is that as well. Um, uh, uh, Greg, I know you're, I know you're one for your very uh, physical. Um, you still <laughs> in love with the physical. As we said in the last podcast, you are a physical man. Saucy. Um did um did Stadia do anything to uh, convince you otherwise? Nope. All right, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still reticent about it. You know, um, I've I've said it, as soon as it fails, if it fails, I'm I'm painting the word Google Mondo in tribute to the Gears Mondo because that <laughs> is just uh, you know um if it works like fine you know it's not gonna blow my socks off but. Yeah, I mean, good on Google for trying, I guess, but I haven't really sort of been following it. I know it sounds lazy on my part, but you guys cover it enough, so I don't need to. Um, oh, well, I'm not that excited nice. about it, to be honest. Like I said last week, and you took it out of context, I like <laughs> owning physical consoles and games and such because I'm old school. A physical man. I'm a physical man. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's that's my two cents, really. How is your internet in uh, good old Taunton? Yeah, it's quite good actually. Um, because uh, where I lived in uh, in Taunton, my internet was always pretty awful. I mean, I live in a very built up area in Taunton. No, we've but got good, but we we've, bad. we've got a good speed. Uh, it's just the occasional um, like drop off every now and then. So if I'm streaming something, it's not too bad on most streaming services because it kind of just 
rolls with it because whatever it is is preloaded or pre whatever. Um, it doesn't really affect it too much, but sometimes it can cut out for a minute or two. So if I am playing something highly stream dependent, then it might suffer, but nothing, nothing that's going to stop it. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Sean, have you got anything to add? Um, I was I was pleased with what Google showed, to be honest, um, because I think it's another option, and uh, you know, as soon as the announced it you you went online and twitter and twitter was exploding with google can't come here now and tell us how to play games blah 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 and then you've got people that are saying this is a paradigm shift it's going to change gaming forever blah 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 and i'll be honest with you it's a lot of people talking shit because we really <laughs> don't know um you know that like you said in your article we have no idea whether this will actually work in in our homes and if it does it's still just another option. There is there is no way that Google with Stadia are replacing traditional consoles, because to be honest with you, you know it's just not that impressive. It's you know it's still limited to everything that the original Xbox One thing was limited to. You know it's it's not it's not an impressive proposition when you think about the limitations to it. You know in in certain places, Silicon Valley, for example. It will work. Everyone will be able to screw stream 4K, 8K visuals to their phones, which will be fucking amazing. But anywhere else in the world, you know, it isn't. It isn't going to work in Stoke. Like, <laughs> it's not. There's no. There's no way that the stadium is going to work in Stoke. Um, mostly because you know people are still discovering the internet in Stoke. Um, but um, you know, it is just another option. It's just another store to buy from. It isn't going to change the, the the industry dramatically. Google aren't coming in to try and take over gaming because honestly, if they were, they probably could do a lot better than they did with Stadia. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. just them 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 getting in on the streaming act, and you know it's it's basically the start of a ten because you've still got Amazon and Xbox and everybody else to go with their streaming services pretty soon anyway. So, you know, it's it's the first of a lot of people joining this this market, and we will see what happens. Are you telling me it ain't going to work uh, when you go and see Stoke at the Bet365 Stadium and you want to break out some Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Have you ever <laughs> been to the Bet365 Stadium? <laughs> I haven't been to, to, to the Bet365 Stadium, no. Um, the, if you go into the Bet365 Stadium and you needed to call an ambulance, you'd have to walk <laughs> about a mile. That is, that is the, the way that the Bet... It, it's like, it, they, they call it a fortress because people can't escape. there's no no internet it's like just a wind tunnel that stoke just isn't built for it you know we got 4g like last year like (laughs) the rest of the country was like oh check out my internet i'm on 4g and we're in stoke like hmm what's n plus like (laughs) what's edge (laughs) like (laughs) it's crazy but Is is the microwave still like the biggest thing in culinary excellence up there um yeah yeah we're, like we greg's is actually one of the food groups in stoke um, <laughs> we, have to, we have to have our five a day of greg's um but yeah it's, it's, just, it's just not gonna happen it's the only like, place that hasn't sold out of vegan sausage rolls because nobody wants them uh, do you know what i was a bit devastated when i went there and they didn't have one. Oh, mate like, they're bloody amazing but why would you want one though sean you're the biggest meat eater on know. <laughs> Take Eat that your face, Sean, Sean, eat, Sean eats big meat. He does. Big meat. Yeah. Uh, so, 
I, I quite like uh, to widen my horizons. I have days when I don't eat meat. Um, <laughs> Recovery days. <laughs> when I'm struggling to breathe, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I'm making myself sound really stupid now, so I'm just going to go and put myself on mute. It's all right, Sean. Wait till you see my answer to the quiz, and you know, real stupidity. It's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well then, there you go. There's uh, those are our thoughts on Stadia. Um, very positive. It sounded like everyone's very encouraged. Um, for what it's worth, I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting, and I think I'm looking forward to testing it. I mean, like I said in my article, which is now available on fingerguns.net, um, there's there's just so many unknowns right now and google were very cagey about a lot of things so there's no way of knowing if this works until you get it in your house and that's not going to happen for a few months yet so there's not really a lot to get too excited about but should it work it's going to be pretty damn yeah, awesome I'm, I'm not against it i will always embrace change but you know i do have <laughs> have these fears of you mid, middle of i know like call of duty 700 or whatever and then suddenly advert pops up they go, you can skip advert in three seconds or something, and then you carry on with your games. You have these horrible, uh, horrible visions of Google monetizing everything. Yeah, so, As it stands, yeah. Google are very much in this for the long haul. And so if they start throwing adverts into video games, that will be the end of Stadia the first day it happens. Oh, because games just won't put up with that. You don't buy um, a console to be bombarded with adverts. No. no, I think no, that's, no. What, that's what got the Xbox One off to a rocky start, wasn't it? Because they went, oh, multimedia console, and it was just bombarded with TV, yeah, everything. And then they realised they packed that shit in, and it's actually now a better platform. Yeah. See, that's the thing. There's so many unknowns. You know, this. How is this thing monetized? Do we have to buy the games individually? Is there a subscription service? How much is the controller going to cost? Is it you know, going to just... be like Spotify, where you know you you are essentially renting the service, and the developers get paid? pence for every time it's played or yeah that's another thing you know the 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 developer side of it is interesting i mean we follow a lot of developers on twitter and all of their questions basically throughout the whole conference were uh, so how do i make money on this and <laughs> no one no one had any answers for them so you know it's uh, it's it's a big unknown for a lot of people i think and you know it was it was at gdc which means it really was aiming to think at developers rather than consumers I think this big event in, in in the summer is meant for the consumer rather than the uh, developer. So, you know, I would like to speak to one of them eventually, should we ever get the chance and discuss Stadia and see what their thoughts on it are. So that would be quite interesting, I think, at some point in the future. Um, right, moving on then to uh, Sony PlayStation out of nowhere have risen from the grave that they took because I haven't heard from them really since, what, E3 last year? Um, they've been strangely, deceptively quiet about absolutely everything they've been up to. But on Friday, they announced State of Play, which is going to be a very Nintendo Direct-ish kind of uh, thing they're showing at 9 p.m. Uh, tomorrow night. Of course, if you're listening to this on the day it goes up, then it's tonight at 9 p.m. Um, <laughs> so we're going to uh, we're going to just uh, kind of talk about what we think is going to be there, what the hell Sony have been doing these past six or seven months, and. Um, get an idea of what what this year looks like for Sony, because, again, they've been very quiet. So I'm going to take it over to Mr. Knowledge. Uh, Sean Davies, State of Play, what's going on? Um, one of the smartest things Sony have done in a while, this is. Um, let me ask you a quick question. How many, how many games do you think Sony published last year? Oh, Anybody? Less than five? Ten? Ten? Three. 
three, less than five. They published 21 games last year. Yeah, I oh. win. Well done, Greg. Oh, wait, that wasn't part of the quiz, was it? Oh, no. Sorry, sorry. I'll give you a bonus point for that. I think you're going to win anyway. But anyway, um, so... <laughs> so so Pop, Sony published 21 games last year and um, we know about the big ones everyone knows about the big ones but a lot of the games that Sony published and put money into got like literally no marketing spend and to have this um, like direct means that they get to put their big AAA things next to their tiny little things so we might see Chim Party sitting next to wild we might see um you know a lot of announcements mixed in with things that people might not be so interested in you look at the way that nintendo do theirs you know they have their nindies and they have their specifically um featured ones i don't think that's the way that sony are going to do i think they're just going to chuck everything into the melting pot and give everything a chance to be seen which makes makes sense seems though you know last year they had a ton of games published and not many did that well when you really look at it um you know we we all know about the game of the award game of the year winners but the other ones the other you know like bravo team and um chimp party and decades they they all just kind of went under the radar so being able to do this direct thing is a great idea um especially when you know e3 is just a massive gamble these days that's not worth taking you know you have to share headlines with a lot of other people and um they, they, it's not worth going to E3 anymore. It hasn't been for a couple of years. And a lot of, you know, if you speak to the, the publishers, they're just like, yeah, we've announced something, but, you know, the top of N4G right now is is a nude mod for Fallout 4. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like, nobody's looking at it. So, and that's that's the shit that they have to put up with. So I think this, this is a great idea. I think we're probably going to see Wild from... Um, Sony from the is it Wild Sheep or Black Sheep, whatever the developer was, um, that's been kind of silent for about three years since it was announced at Gamescom. I think we're going to see Concrete Genie, um, some Ooh. more DLC. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to see Concrete Genie. I think we're going to see Can't some. Um, there's going to be DLC for Gran Turismo, um, for the Gran Turismo Sport. Um, Maybe some that... news. No chance. Ah, it's not official <laughs> Sony, is it? But yeah. no, it's it, the the death like Death Stranding just just got to a critical part of development, and the, I think this is the time when they actually start to knuckle down and actually build the game instead of building these fancy trailers. Mm. Um, because the amount of times you see these these like developers come out and announce, can you remember the game called Ata? E I T R. Uh, yes, I remember watching you play it at EGX. So, yeah, well, that, that game came out of nowhere and blew everyone's socks off. It was like Dark Souls in 2D. And this was before Souls, Souls, um, Souls-like was like a genre. It was the first one to take the challenge and um, satisfying reward of Dark Souls and put it into a different setting. What was it called? Um, Eitr. E-I-T-R. E-I-T-R. And the game was announced... It was coming from Devolver. It looked freaking amazing. The developers were sharing constant videos and everything, and then they just kind of stopped. And it went completely dark. And nobody knew what happened to the game. And every 12 months, they have to come out and go, yes, the game is still in development. It's just that we took so much time posting stuff on social media to get uh, everyone yeah. excited. We couldn't actually build the game. 
Um, and so, so they basically said, we went dark because we needed to finish the game. And it's supposed to be coming out this year. Whether it does or not, you know, depends how many social media posts you see. But, you know, <laughs> it's, this, is, this is the situation for, for Death Stranding now. Those trailers, those, those vertical slices that we've seen at various conferences, they, they are the ones that they put together really quickly to make sure that uh, and they have to put so much polish into it. And they, they have to make sure that that vertical slice is what we will see. When we get to when to, when we get to the game, yeah. um, and now they kind of have to go dark, and they are going to be dark for a while. You know, people keep saying, "Oh, we need to hear about Death Stranding." We're not going to hear about Death Stranding for a while now. It's yeah. it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be development time. Um, Good. And uh, I've just realised it's just going to run. It's cool. Yes. No, it's fine. I I I still don't give two fucking shits about Death Stranding, so I couldn't yeah, care less. Like I'm. <laughs> if that game comes out at all. So much of being open-minded. Well, I like to be open-minded, but Death Stranding just looks like... Um, this looks like a fucking fantasy. Yeah, that! Yes, that. It's just... It's, it's, it's a total fucking vanity show for Kojima, and it's not interesting to me at all. Um, however... <laughs> um, are we going to see some release dates? Are we going to find out finally when the hell these games are coming out? Whether it be Last of Us, or Ghost of Tsushima, or... Oh, or, Shishima, yeah. or saying is are they gonna finally drop some bombs uh this week or tomorrow greg what do you think that'll be interesting um it's uh, as we said about the stadium or not it's just a crapshoot as to whether they will or not that's the it'd be nice um you know nerds like their answers and stuff don't they but i i don't know i mean ghost of tsushima has still got there's not really been much about it it's got that hint of sort of vaporware around it, so I don't know. I can't call that one. It'd be nice, but no, I'm not a gambling man on that. Couldn't tell you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sure. I'm going to ask you the same question because I'm looking for an answer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? What? You, what, you, what was the question? Um, are we listening <laughs> and attentive? Are we going to see uh, tentative? Uh, release windows for The Last of Us or Ghost of Shima? No. Oh God damn it! No, we, we, um, they, they won't. They won't announce. They won't announce those things on a web show. I just don't see. It. I think they. Well, they... well, they're not at E3, and it's seemingly not doing PSX this year. So where where are they going to be? Gamescom. Oh bloody Gamescom! The 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 thing is, it's you're going to have Microsoft at E3. They're going to announce their new console. Sony are either going to take the two Gamescom and do a big thing there. And you know what? Gamescom has so many more people going to it than E3. Like, actual people, not press. People. Because um, <laughs> press aren't people. We know that. It's um, true. <laughs> and um, it, it would make sense to get such a massive audience to see it firsthand. If they are going to announce their new console this year, that would be the place to do it. Um or to get, you know, a standalone press event like they did with the PS4 where they took it to New York. I don't see that happening, I'll be honest. Seems though Microsoft are just kind of taking over E3, so we'll see. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a release date. I think we're going to get some new footage from a couple of games. Um, they think we'll get a new game announcement, but I don't think it'll be massive. I think it'll be quite small. But um, it'll be a nice little show, kind of like Xbox Live meets Nintendo Direct. You see, I don't think you're right on that. 
So and I'll tell you for what. If you were just gonna, uh, <laughs> time he was because <laughs> as he, as as he, as Sean was talking, I was I was thinking about um, you started nodding they... your head, going nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> it was like how they revealed they released the release date for God of War on Twitter. They released the release date for Spider Man in a Q and A with the developer. It's like it's not even that big of a deal, you know. God of War, the release date came out of nowhere and it blew up. Game Informer finally got the release date out of Insomniac for Spider-Man and it blew up. Is it really out of the realms of possibility that they'll throw the release date for The Last of Us or Ghost of Tsushima in this event that they've been plugging for the past four days? I don't think it is. I, I don't think the, the Last of Us release date is anywhere near close, I'll be honest. It may not be close, but the announcement of, of the... You know, I don't, I don't, I still don't expect to see The Last of Us this year. I think it'll be early next year, if anything. See, and I think it'll go in the March date that God of War and Horizon have been in the last two years. It's just everyone's got really savvy about this now, so that you don't end up having a um, Crackdown three is delayed again. Crackdown three is delayed again. If you don't ever give them a date, if you just say it's in development and it's coming out soon, people never have to say it's been delayed. We just didn't have a date. And I don't think Sony are going to announce way until it's like four months away. I'll be honest. I just don't think they're going to announce anything of worth within this um, live show. Certainly not release dates for their two big AAA hitters. Not even a not even a window. Not a year or a month or a season. No, because if if they do, then <laughs> if they don't hit them, you've got people all over Twitter. You know, you've got you know you look at what happened with Crackdown. You know, that was a nightmare for Microsoft. And if they'd never said anything, you know, if they'd never said that it wasn't wasn't coming on a date then or even a window, then they wouldn't have had that. It's just like, it's been forever in development. Cool. God, it's out crackdown now. Crackdown was boring. Oh. Sorry, I didn't jet there, but Crackdown 3 was so disappointing. Yeah, but Naughty Dog are not, are not Sumo Digital. Naughty Dog are on, you know, they're on another plane. If they think a game is not ready, then they're not going to say anything. But if they, get, if they think that the game is coming, then they're going to announce something. Sumo Digital and Microsoft backed themselves into a corner by saying Crackdown 3 was practically a launch title for the Xbox One. By <laughs> encouraging it as the power of the Xbox Cloud, which you know ended up being bullshit. You know, I don't think Naughty Dog is certainly not that dumb. So, I mean, I, I live in hope that someday... I might get to be Ellie again. Whenever that will be, I don't know. It sounds like you're projecting a bit there. Weird. Man, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> just, just shut up. I want to go back. I want to go back to that world because I miss it. It's awesome. And it wasn't um, the Last of Us. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's it, it's no Ghibli's, but it was good. <laughs> For sure. I've, I've never heard of Ghibli. So what is it? No, don't, don't. I realise I've that back. Well, let me tell you all no, about no, Ghibli. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, it was the banger on the PS One. Look it up. It's great. There's no Future Cop LAPD, there was it? Oh man, that was a game. Oh, hey. My hey, hey, it's no Warhawk, right? That's what you need to know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> was it as good as Stranglehold? That's what I want to know. What John Woo Stranglehold? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That's a good game. That's a good game. That's a great game. It was no Max Payne, but was it any? But was it a Max Payne three? Max Payne three was great. I absolutely. I'm with Paul on this. I absolutely 
absolutely love Max Payne 3. I finished it Brilliant. a few times. Yeah, fantastic. That was. Yes, it is bogged down with unskippable cut. Well, mostly unskippable cutscenes and too much spiel, blah, 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 blah. But it was a fantastic game. And yeah. It ain't no snowball, kids. Oh, I vaguely <laughs> remember. Was that on the N64? It was, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember playing 1080 snowboarding quite a lot. Oh, that was rad. Yeah, an 80 snowboarding. That was great. <laughs> and he used to, what was the hidden character? Was it someone made out of glass or crystal or something? Yes, it was. <laughs> and every time he landed, it made that really horrible, like, thunk noise as well. Yeah. Oh. Yes, I remember that. Come on, Nintendo. Give us our N64 mini. That's what we really want. <laughs> it's coming. thing is, though, uh, have, the, you know the biggest problem, though, is it's not going to have Goldeneye and Perfect Dark on it. Or Conkers. It's true. It's not. That's what everyone's going to but... kick off about. Nintendo and Microsoft are in bed together now, so you never know. You never know, yeah. yeah. They might let, they might just let Rare put Perfect Dark on there at least. Will Xbox pimp out Rare? I mean, Golden is not going to happen, but Perfect Dark. No. But if Perfect Dark is on that um, uh, Rare replay collection. Rare replay, yeah. yeah. As is so, Conker. So. As is Conker, so you never know. Rare replay on uh, Switch would be nice. Considering, segue, that this week they announced that Xbox One exclusive Cuphead is coming to Nintendo Switch. It's not an Xbox uh, One exclusive, though. It's on PC. Yes, I know, but it wasn't. With <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But it was temporarily. You, you shot down my segue earlier, so now it's my turn. So does X- <laughs> the Xbox technically don't have any exclusives. Xbox is a shit, isn't it? You're going to go in that direction. Yeah. Anyway. Up, I like the Xbox. Um, Cuphead is coming to Nintendo Switch, which is very exciting on April 18th, uh, which I'm going to get because I've never played it. And I do want to finally uh, get my ass kicked by because I've heard it's very difficult. I oh, my God. It's the hardest game I've ever played. I have got oh it. Oh, my God. It is. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. OM, <laughs> OMG. OMG. It's just, like, so difficult. I can't even. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is nails. It's It lures you in with its cute little... I mean, they always said from the outset it's going to be a difficult game anyway. But it lures you when you think, oh, well, this isn't going to kill me. Oh, my God. Ah! Um, it's um, is, it, it, it does look beautiful. It is it's it's stunning. Hardest yeah. thing you'd ever 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 play. I think the biggest misfire of that game though is not allowing online co-op because I've got a friend who's also got yes. it and he can't do it. And it'd just be so much easier if we could just play online together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, does it have local co-op? It has local co-op. Yep. Right. But very rarely do you know we're not teenagers anymore. We don't go and hang out at each other's houses. So. Oh. Yeah, it's really difficult. Um, and it's. It's it's such a great mechanic as well for a game, but it's so difficult. Uh, I've, I've never I would say it. it's too difficult to make yeah. it, it, get, it. It's borderline just not enjoyable. On some some cases, it's like this is just ridiculous, and it and just makes it unenjoyable. Getting, um, you watch people doing like pacifist because there's 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 different ways of finishing it. Obviously, you get ranked, but there's like a, a sort of hidden uh, pacifist um, run for doing a level because it's the game split up into run and gun levels and boss rush right. levels. So there's obviously you have to kill the bosses, but the run and gun levels you can skip through without killing anyone. And it's just you see people mm. do videos on YouTube, and you're like, how did you figure that out? Because when you you get uh, two hearts um, of health per level, but obviously every time you lose one, you get like an invincibility frame. Like in the old like Mario, when you when you shrink, you get like a second of invincibility and stuff like that. Yeah. And you see people doing speedrun levels where they've fallen down the bottom of a level. It takes off one heart, and as they're bouncing up from that, they're then like zipping to the next platform. 
or to to undercut one part of the game. Like, how do you figure that out? They need to get out more often, probably. <laughs> um, Speedrunners, yeah, a special a, breed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always thought I was good for being able to speedrun Resident Evil 2 in like just under two hours before speedrunning was a big thing. And that's doing it legit. And then you see people that know like these any percent ones and stuff like that. And you think, how do you figure out like, which bit of the wall is a glitch? How do you figure out like Ocarina of Time, how you can backflip through a door that will then let you skip to the end of the game and you can fight Ganon with a stick? Like, how do you figure that out? But yeah, I haven't got time for that. Um, but going back to Cuphead, sorry, I went off the topic. Uh, yes, it's if you haven't played it on the Xbox, pick it up on the Switch. It's very good. It is very good. It's a time I am going to. It's a time sink. Um, you you've got to learn like what combinations of skills you can mix. You can get different shots, for example, like homing shots, uh, drop shots that bounce, straight like standard straightforward shooter or like a tryway attack that does less damage. Obviously, it hits more things at once, and it's picking out which skills and super moves to to you. I, I need to go back to it. I really do. Same with Ruiner as well. Um, they're just two games that are good but hard. And yeah, I, Ruiner's great. I love Ruiner. I I love Ruiner for this whole synth. Akira style Neon City type thing and Cyberpunk is going to blow my tits off when it comes out but <laughs> Cuphead, Cuphead I would oh, the other end of the thing if you like the old cartoons of the 30s and Steamboat Mickey and sorry Steamboat Willie and all that um, mm. yes highly recommend it but you've got to give it some time it's it's like Contra it's like old school Contra and such mm. I am I'm finally excited I'm, I'll try that again um, I'm excited to finally give it a go because it's uh, been on my radar for a while and I had an Xbox for a while but uh, I got a uh, Game Pass and I hoped that it would come to a Game Pass but it never did No, weird that. Xbox are selfish bastards they're not really Game Pass <laughs> is awesome you know there's, there's something quite interesting about this um, Cuphead deal because um, the developers um, they didn't initiate this whole thing Microsoft came to them and asked them whether they would want to do a Switch port which is huh. like, huh. yeah. Which which is I thought like you know that's that's a bit of a weird thing for Microsoft to do. But I guess Microsoft really are just about selling the games right now. They they are about making their console the best shiny thing because I think they've they've really thrown in the towel with this generation. They're just trying to make everything rosy for when they go next. So it's an interesting proposition the fact that they are now looking directly at getting their exclusive titles to say exclusive it's not an exclusive but it is exclusive um onto other consoles not that they will ever play nice with sony no 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 it's not gonna be on ps4 anytime soon no um which is like bizarre but what does this mean does this mean that is this is this going to be the start of a trend are we going to see things like ori in the blind forest on switch or God willing, the Halo Master Chief Collection on Switch. Um, no, Ari will. They're, they're the darlings of. They're the ones I want on Switch anyway, at least. Ari, Ari's. Um... Um... <laughs> yeah, Ari's. Ari's gonna come to Switch. That's. Yes. That's I, I mean, that that was rumored a couple of weeks ago, and the same the same person said that Cuphead was, and Cuphead was announced. So I don't think it's it's far off that I think. You know, Microsoft, because basically Microsoft is providing all of the online services for Nintendo now. You know, look at you, you can play Xbox One titles on Nintendo Switch and unlock Xbox achievements. How is that a thing yes. that's happening? Okay. How is that a thing that's happening? <laughs> that well, is a thing that's happening. 
Very crazy. Yeah. Did not know that. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah so, 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 and and the thing is that Microsoft are just bringing Xbox Live to everything. So, they're going to have Xbox Live on Androids, on um, iPhones. So basically, you can play mobile games that have the achievements online, and you can earn achievements for your Xbox account on Android now, which is crazy. Like. They they just they've really opened up and stopped having a walled garden and just really are kind of what can we do with this? And Ari's definitely going to go. I don't think I don't think Halo ever will. Mostly because I don't think the Switch could handle it. He says. I mean, it could handle the originals. Yeah, not not in their their shiny upgradedness. No, hell no, no, definitely not. Um. The, um, the Halo 2 upgrade is uh, is testament to that because that thing is, I think, one of the best looking games I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always a chance they could go and do one of those stream versions like um, Resident Evil did in Japan. So, so you could basically buy an online version of the game and download a tiny bit and play the game on the Switch. So that's a potential. Controversial opinion. I don't actually like Halo. Me neither. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is la- uh, Greg's last uh, podcast uh, with us, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it's been a great run, uh, really, but uh, he's got to move on to pastures new now. Uh, he <laughs> How dare I have a different opinion to us? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I appreciate what Halo's done. I have played quite a few of them through, but I just I don't lord it up as much as everyone else does. I mean, that's the that's the thing with opinions, isn't it? You know, if we like the same thing, we'd be boring. But I appreciate them for what they've done, and... I just haven't been bothered with it. I think the last one I played properly through was Reach. I think I started. I only like Halo Three because Ross bought me a copy of it from from Game and sent it to me. Oh, I know, nice. You are very nice, Ross. Very, very nice. I forgot I did that. Yeah, I, I didn't play it very much. Right? <laughs> no. no, I love them. They're 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 very much part of my uh, my young DNA. Of gaming with my mates, bombing around, four player co-op and split screen. It's uh, all part of the youth. As I played Halo Five once, I got a an Xbox One, and I wasn't all that excited about it. But you know, the fact that one, two, three, and four and Reach is available to play still is cool with me. So it's a very exciting time. Nintendo and Microsoft are like proper BFS right now. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, where that goes. I don't think it's going to go in the other direction, is it? We're not going to see Odyssey on Xbox One anytime soon. Mario Odyssey, to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart. Um, so. Potentially. Oh, give me that. No, I, I, I just honestly think that those those two right now are not seeing each other as competitors. I, I don't think either Microsoft or Nintendo look at each other and go, "Ooh, you're you're really muscling in on my turf," because. I think both of them have got their own corner of the market. You know, Microsoft are going head to head with Sony. I, I just don't see them as, as like butting heads. I see them as selling to different people. And there's as always, you know, the fact that Cuphead, a game published by Microsoft, is even coming to um, the Switch is like a miracle. The fact that um, you can buy, you can get Xbox achievements on a Nintendo Switch, that's a miracle. You know, you you might, you know. Don't don't really tell too soon. Mm, okay, all right, all right, all right. I think uh, Microsoft have more to gain in that particular area than, than Nintendo do. Um, I think yeah. that 
Mario Odyssey <laughs> and Mario Kart being on the being on the Xbox is better for Microsoft than it is a Nintendo. Um, yeah, I'm I'm talking like you know the time limit, the time between um, you know Cuphead releasing on the Xbox and Cup, Cuphead really going on the Switch. That's the kind of time period you're probably looking at between anything releasing on an Xbox One that's already been on the Switch. You know, we're looking two two years for Breath of the Wild. When when sales are flatlined and it would just be a nice sweetener on the sales, it's you know it's it's not. Man, it's crazy. Can you imagine like a like a launch for the next Xbox would be like a Nintendo collection? So it's <laughs> like Odyssey, <laughs> Mario Kart, Breath of the Wild, Mario Party, all in one. Oh man, what a world we live in right now. Imagine Zelda on the on the power of the Xbox. That would look, oh, look amazing. Can't. Can't even imagine. That'd be crazy. See, the fun thing is about the world right now is that everywhere it's falling to pieces, but video games are getting really exciting. So fortunately, we have that to talk about. Um, um, finally, bless you. Mm-hmm. Finally, in the um, in the news, there's there's been a fair bit of news, but the one thing that stood out to me was um, was the Konami Arcade Classic Collection coming out. Also, funnily enough, on April the eighteenth. Um, there's a collection which is going to include a lot of the arcade classics, such as Haunted Castle, Ajax, Gradius, Gradius 2, Salamander, Thundercross, Scramble, and Twin B. Following that, there's a Castlevania collection, including 1, 2, 3, and Super Castlevania, along with four titles that they haven't yet announced, which is coming out in the summer. And then the Contra collection, which will include Contra, Super Contra, Super C, Contra 3, The Alien Wars, and another four more games in that series. So, I'm going to toss this one to Greg, because I get the feeling that you might be quite excited about this. Uh, no, not really. Um, oh, <laughs> I, I do like collections of old school stuff. Uh, it's very good. But what annoys me, um, it's the same thing with the SNK collection that's coming out uh, uh, that I'm reviewing. And this as well, like you just said, you've got the Konami Arcade collection and you've got Conjure and Castlevania. Why not put them all together? They're not going to be hard to fit on one disc or one download. Why not put them all together so you draw people in? It really annoyed me with the SNK collection that there's no Metal Slug. There's no King of Fighters. And somebody, I think it was, I quit looked on Twitter and someone was like, oh yeah, but you can get these games separately anyway. Right. But why not just put them on there as an incentive for people to want to buy it at the same price anyway? It does strike me a little bit of having three separate games is, well, it's being a bit greedy, really. Um... But that being said, there are some good titles on there. I haven't played a lot of them. Thundercross I remember playing. Uh, Pop and Twinbee will always be fun. There just doesn't seem to be much on there to warrant a massive uh, 20 quid drop on a few arcade games, though. But if you do love Castlevania and Contra, then yes, it's going to be fun. Uh, Contra, I've never actually finished a single one because they're absolutely nails. Castlevania, likewise. I've only ever played Symphony of the Night, and I got stuck on that. Oh, no, I got the one on the PS3, but yeah, got stuck on that. Um, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'll see what happens when they come out. You know, see how well they fare up. I do like a good retro game, so... Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Paul, does this, does this excite you? Does this get your balls dropping? Well, it did until I got my Nintendo Mini today. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's got, uh, it's, got, it's got Super Castlevania on it, hasn't it? And it's got Super Contra as well. So that's the two, ah. they're the two best games out of the series. The two big draws that you'd want to... Yeah. Um, unless they're kind of like sort of remade HD kind of full full 4K kind of stretch to fit the screen rather than a little box on the monitor. There's no reason for me to buy that. But um, just, is Pop and Twinbee, is that the same as Super Proteus? Or am I thinking of something else? Uh, 
Uh, Pop and Twimby is a top-down uh, vertical up scroller. Parodius oh, no. is a side scroller. See what uh, what what see um, Super Prodius was just magnificent, and they bought out, Konami bought out a game called Axley on the Super Nintendo, uh, and that was a vertical scrolling slash side scrolling shooter, which was just like the best thing you'd ever played. It trumped R type everything. It had his big fire boss dude, and it was great. Um, so if that was on now, I'd buy it. Um, if Super Prodius on there, I'd buy it. Um, if Super Castlevania and Contra had some kind of uh, uh, tweet, say it fits onto a TV rather than having a box in the middle of the screen, I could be tempted. Um, but all those games sound like a load of guff, so I probably won't buy it. No. <laughs> there we go. The last word on that particular story. Um, cool. Thanks, man. Um, right. Um, oh, sorry. Sean, are you excited for those collections? Yes. Cool. <laughs> right. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, moving on to out this week, and this week isn't actually looking too bad. Uh, we have, um, not in any particular order, but Yoshi's Crafted World is coming out on Switch. Um, there's a demo available now. It's a very, very sweet game. It's a beautiful looking game. And um, I may or may not add that to my collection by the end of the week. Um, Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered is this week. Why? Uh, on PS4, Xbox One. Nobody really knows why. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, it's coming out uh, separately, or if you have the season pass for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it will be free to download. So there you go. The first two hours of that game were amazing, and then the the bit happens, and I was just blown away. And then it was like, oh, good, now you Connor, and he is boring. Yeah, I yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, it was very dry. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil what the two hour bit was, but it was good. It was let, good. Yeah. Let me tell you about something. If you played um, Assassin's Creed Rogue before you played Assassin's Creed 3, it is such a better game. Okay. I would, I would highly advise, if you're going to get the remaster of Assassin's Creed 3, play Rogue first, because it makes so much more sense. If you try and play 3 without it, it's just like, what? But, well, yeah. if, if you want my advice, I'd say skip Rogue and 3 and go straight into Black Flag, because that's the best one in the series. Yeah. Go. Okay. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Advice there from the wise old sage. Just don't oh. play it. <laughs> uh, well, Scott, Kingdom Hearts the story so far is coming to PS4, which encompasses Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and all of the hundreds of different versions uh, that came out uh, before 3 did. Um, I'm not quite sure how that's different from the collection that came out about a year ago. Sean, do you know? Um, doesn't it include the 2.8? I can't believe I'm saying 2.8. Um, <laughs> I, I believe it's got something that wasn't included in the original. Oh, okay. Um, strangely, not coming on to Xbox One, even though Kingdom Hearts 3 is there, and they haven't had any Kingdom Hearts games apart from 3, but all right, I'll move on. Um, Generation Zero is coming out, of course, on Tuesday. Um, we've uh, been playing that all weekend, and there should be a video going up tomorrow with uh, some of my impressions anyway. And um, our review will be at some point when Greg stops playing uh, Sekiro. So about um, three months' time. I so think. good about three months, we'll have our review of Generation Zero. It'll be in by the end of the week. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Walking, the Walking Dead, the final season, is is concluding this week, the last ever episode of Clementine and, uh, oh, okay. and her journey, um, which is, of course, uh, being completed by Skybound after Telltale disbanded. So that's coming out this week as well. And those are the major releases. I can see... Outwards is coming out as well from Deep Silver. Um, I've heard of it. 
it's a pretty great RPG. We've been offered a review copy. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Um, pretty. It's it, it looks like a kind of. I'm going to say this, but it's like a spider's kind of Yankee. Um, but it looks pretty cool, like a Risen style game. Um, so we'll, we'll see. It's it's they, they are really not putting any faith behind it because there's literally no marketing. But you know, we'll see what happens. Fair news. Fair news. Um, cool. Okay. So, and also MLB The Show 19 is coming out for all of you baseball fans out there. All three of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well, that does bring, um, I guess, an end to uh, this week's podcast. Before we go, we have to, of course, need to get the answers of Sean's Woo. Finger Guns quiz. So, Sean, do good. Welcome back to the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. There you uh, go. Are you, are you gonna? Are we gonna? Are you gonna give the question, and we give our answers, and they tell us who was right or wrong. Or... Yeah, I'm gonna ask a couple of people what they got. I'm mostly poor because I just want to understand. <laughs> 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 okay. Um. So question one was, what is Sonic the Hedgehog's favorite food? Um. Ross, what have you got? Chili dogs. Ah, yeah. that, that is the correct answer. Yeah, it is. Oh my god, I've got that right. Absolutely not. Do not believe you. (laughs) I'm going to send in, uh, I'm going to take a snap of my answer sheet right now, and I'll send it to whoever wants to read it. If he's got a tab in the picture saying, like, (laughs) Google tab in the background. Okay, um, question two was uh, name all three of the starter Pokemon from the original red or blue versions of the Game Boy game, and the answer is Squirtle, Charmander and Bulbasaur. Uh, what, what did you have, Ross? I had uh, Squirtle, Charmander and Pikachu. Oh, uh, that's Greg? Uh, I, had, I had all three correct. Paul, what did you get? Uh, Pikachu, Bulbasaur, Mewtwo. That's the only one I've ever known. Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the final boss. As you start to oh, man. <laughs> nice work. Nice work. <laughs> Wait, so, so so Pikachu wasn't one of the very original Pokemon? No, he was yeah. not. He was an extra when they released Pokemon Yellow on the Game Boy Color. Well, oh. shit. Well, damn. He was one of the... He was the only one that follows your character as well. So was that three points or one point? That was one, one point. Ah, so I got no points for that. No points for you. No. Um, so question three was name two of the Disney worlds that Sora and the company journey to in the original Kingdom Hearts game um, go on then uh, let's start with Paul well I'll put down Hercules and Fantasia um, yeah, okay is that well, a point? <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I'll give you Hercules because they obviously got the, the Olympus Coliseum um, Fantasia they don't actually go to Fantasia um, they, that's... it is in it though isn't it so yeah, part of it is in it, but it's not not based on the film or the world. Oh, that's a first time. I know, that's, I know. That's cruel. That that's harsh, man. Give me a point. You know at least nine. I'll, Fantasia. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Oh, okay. thanks, man. <laughs> um, Greg, I put down Agrabah. I know that one for definite yep. because the hidden boss in that game was Kurt Zeezer, and he was a fucking nightmare. Isn't he just? I'm playing. Uh, that's where I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I put down Halloween Town, but I couldn't remember if that was one or two. Yeah, that's spot on. Do Halloween Town from Nightmare Before Christmas and Agrabah from Aladdin. Okay, Ross. Uh, I got Halloween Town. Yes. And the Hundred Acre Wood. Ah, nice. Yes. Good call. Yeah. Nice. Um, if you are playing along at home, world that you go to though, because it's in a book. Oh, um, shut oh, up! For <laughs> 
if, if you are playing at home, I would have accepted Wonderland or Alice in Wonderland, Monstro or Pinocchio, 100 Acre Woods or Winnie the Pooh, Olympus Coliseum or Hercules Atlantica or um, My, uh, Little Mermaid, Halloween Town or Nightmare Before Christmas, Deep Jungle or um, what's his name? Tarzan. Um, Levenand or <laughs> Neverland, Agrabah, Disney Castle or Pridelands. Um, you all know the movies. Um, okay. Greg is such a nerd. <laughs> Okay, question four was, what was the name of the dog companion in Far Cry 5? Ross? Boomer! Boomer. Ah, Boomer, I put Buster. Oh, Ah, that's close, close, close. close. Four, what did you get? Well, I put down Buster hyphen Boomer. I'm not sure which one it was. (laughs) Buster Boomer. I wrote down 20 of the top dog it names just on the old Yeah, just, what you know, one of them must be right. Yeah. the Boomer just has like you're going for a mad shit. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'll be back in a second. I've got to write Buster Boomer Brewing. <laughs> right. Do I get a point or do I not get a point? It's quite important. Uh, go on, then. Yeah, go on. Uh, unbelievable. Okay, question five was, what is the name of the player character in Grand Theft Auto 4? Nico Bellic. Nico Bellic. Nico! Let's go boarding! I'll put Nico Bell in. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll accept. I fucking hate the guy, so <laughs> yeah, that's fine by me. <laughs> Nico! Okay, um, question six was which famous actor starred in a 1982 TV advert for Pitfall video game? This is just a tribute. You gotta believe me. Yes, it was Jack Black. Yeah. <gasps> um, Hell yeah. So, um, a very young Jack Black in that advert. I, I highly advise you go and seek it out if you've not seen it before. Um, so, it's a 1982 Pitfall advert. It's great. It's not um, as good as the Vin Diesel Street Sharks one, but it is good. No, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> everybody's seen that, though. It's like you are born and they go, look, it's Vin Diesel and the Street Sharks. And and then you, you instantly know. It. Um, wow. Okay. Stoke's <laughs> a totally different world. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, question seven. Um, name the four ghosts in, pi- in Pac-Man. Oh, I got I three. I, I think I got this one. Right. Uh, let's start with Paul then. <laughs> well, look, Dexter, Tim, Larry, and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I've no clue. Okay, Russ. Russ, let's hear you three. Uh, Clyde. Yes. Inky. Yes. And Blinky. Yes. Nice. I, I didn't get the fourth. Um, Pinky, Pinky, which is pink. (laughs) Inky was blue, Blinky was red, Pinky was pink, and Clyde was orange. Why Um, is it called Clyde? Yeah, why can we Clyde? Hey, Clyde, what's happening? (laughs) It doesn't rhyme at all. Well, we've got an IE on the end, it helps. No, it's an an EY. Oh my god. Um, Okay. Question so, eight. So I didn't get a point for that, no? Absolutely not, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> I might just take one off because that was terrible. Well, um, you, sound, you, sound like, uh, you sound like James May on the Grand Tour. Does that mean he's not coming on then? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, question eight. Who provides the voice for Duke Nukem? Oh, 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 I know this one. Go on then, Greg. John St. John. John St. John. Yeah. Very good. Well done. Uh, I got that wrong. Oh, that's unlucky. Um... Uh, question nine. Um, what was Mario officially called on the first ever video game appearance in 1981's Donkey Kong? Yahoo! Jumpman. 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 Yes. Well done. 
Uh, and the last question, which fictional sport features in Final Fantasy X? Quidditch. No. <laughs> Paul, it's not Quidditch. Is it Blitzball? It is Blitzball. <gasps> oh, well done, Paul. Well done. Well, I, can, I remember it because I can never understand how to play it. Right, so top of the scores, um, how, who's, who's got what? I'm going to trust you because like, you wouldn't I cheat to me, would you? Well, you've got my thing on photo. I sent you a photo of my answers. So, uh... I haven't seen it yet. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I had nine because I got the uh, Far Cry 5 dog wrong. I got seven. Seven? Nice. I got six. <gasps> Kidding me. You're telling me that I beat you, Ross. Is that what's actually happened? The Pac-Man ghost really let me down. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Um, um, so, so I put um, Sissy Jones is the voice of Duke Nukem. <laughs> now that one, boy, <laughs> I'd buy that game in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. I, that that was, that was that was bad. Which proves though that I did not Google anything. Yeah, I appreciate you not cheating. Like Thanks. <laughs> you telling me I Google those names for the ghosts? Is that what you're telling me? Um, no, I didn't say anything about the ghosts. You just said the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> You just sold yourself that, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that makes Greg the winner for this week. Uh, if we do another one, then then we will see who can be crowned the winner next uh, time. Yeah, yeah, we should do this weekly. This is quite fun. Okay. Make it easier, though, please. <laughs> what? A little, a little easier. Not quite so. We'll have a um, after a, a, after a certain amount. We'll have a uh, an overall winner, and they can, and then Sean will buy them something. I'm sure. Yes. Yes. You can have um, a cup of tuna bun, an empty bottle of freeway orange juice. There you yes. go. Hey, come on, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. No expense, bad. Uh, right. Well, thank you very much indeed, Sean. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. And if you are playing along at home, I hope you did better than me. I'm ashamed at my six out of ten. To be honest with you, that's pretty damn awful. But uh, that does bring an end to uh, this week's podcast. Thank you very much indeed for listening. If you are listening, uh, you can, of course, get this on Spotify, iTunes, and Mixcloud. There may or may not be a YouTube version somewhere down the line. Um, we're just working out how to do it properly without um, our faces being in it. So, <laughs> we'll actually do you all a favor. Not quite sure how that's going to work yet, but we want to have something moving, at least on the screen, that you can see. But I don't know, maybe not us. We shall see. Um, Thank you very much indeed. If you do want to follow us, be sure to follow us on over at Fiend Guns over on Twitter at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, uh, our handles are going to be in the, the uh, description underneath this podcast. If you want to have a scroll down there, you'll see links to our website, which is fingerguns.net, and our Facebook, which is Finger Guns by PS Gamer or Finger Guns UK. Finger Guns UK. I keep getting that wrong. Fucking um, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Finger Guns UK. Uh, if you do want to uh, support us on another level, uh, we do have a Patreon, uh, which has been funded by uh, the people that this podcast has been funded by people that use Patreon. So thank you very much indeed for that. It's hugely appreciated. Um, if you do want to contribute a little bit, we ask only for one dollar a month, which works out at about seventy-eight pence, I think it is, yes, yep. um, per month, and it just helps us to keep the podcast moving and keeps us going, which is. Really, really nice of them to actually contribute for us. So uh, thank you very much indeed. If you do want to support us that way, um, we're on Twitch Prime as well. So if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. You can use that to sign up for a free membership on our Twitch channel, our Twitch channel that we don't use very much anymore. <laughs> but we're going to. Um, should uh, the numbers start to uh, peak a little bit, then we're going to jump back on. Uh, so that's how that is going to go. Thank you very much indeed for everyone for listening. 
Join us next week for more shenanigans. So, from Paul, it is a big goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye to Greg Hicks. Good night, all. And a big goodbye to Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles. There <laughs> it is. There it is. And bye. Have we got a sign-off yet? I think that was it. All right. Yeah, cool. <laughs> bye, bye, everyone. We are, we are Bye, guys. We love you all. Bye-bye.